0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNradio.com slash Behind the Badge.
1: 720 WGN. Did you see over the weekend the Unabomber died? Remember the Unabomber? My gosh, years before the September 11th attacks and the anthrax mailings, the Unabomber's deadly homemade bombs changed the way we mailed packages, the way we boarded airplanes. I mean, virtually shutting down air travel on the West Coast in 1995, Ted Kaczynski, born in Chicago, Harvard-educated, a mathematician, he retreated to this shack in the middle of the Montana wilderness. and ran a 17-year bombing campaign that killed three people, injured 23 others. He died Saturday. He was 81. He was found on the floor of his cell. They don't have a cause of death yet. But what can be learned from the way law enforcement handled the Unabomber case? Professor Thomas Mokitidis is Makitis, hey, Professor, thanks for joining us. Professor Mikaitis, we appreciate you joining us. Is there something, you're a historian, is there something that law enforcement or terrorism experts can learn from the way the Unabomber case was handled?
0: Yeah, actually there is um, a number of things, actually. Uh, One is how hard it is to catch a person. It took almost 18 years before they were able to identify him. But the way they did it was kind of interesting. They published uh, part of his Rambo Manifesto in Washington Post, and his brother recognized his style of writing and alerted the FBI. So, um, you know, that, that, that partly explains why, when some of these people have these demands, you know, we sometimes simply going along uncovers clues, in this case, led to an arrest. Um, but if that hadn't happened, it, it would have been extremely hard to catch him. He was extremely, extremely bright and very, very careful in making his bombs. He even made the individual screws to hold the wires in place. So it would be very hard to trace him, um, you know. Uh he, And he was also in some ways the last of the old uh, idiosyncratic lone wolves, you know, not attached to any broad ideological movement or group, just his own particular quirky worldview.
1: And I don't remember if it was ever explained why he did what he did.
0: Well, yeah, that's the interesting thing. I mean, the manifesto showed that he had, um, you know, he had this phobia about modern technology and how it was impacting the way of life. Our way of life. Uh, you know, there's some some of the people who examined him were convinced he was paranoid schizophrenic, but he was he uh, competent to stand uh, to stand trial. Then you remember, um, you know, this. His work was rapidly eclipsed because the very next year um, was the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, the year that you know, the year before he was caught was the Oklahoma City bombing, and you know, then very quickly we we start to see the emergence of Al Qaeda after that, and so on. And it, 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 his stuff was so bizarre. I think for Chicago Chicagoans, the Tylenol, uh Poisonings were a lot scarier and had people more anxious than invent tech Kaczynski.
1: And this day and age, would he be able, with the Unabomber, would, would it take that long to discover him when we have cameras in place? The very technology he was paranoid about, obviously, is now in place. Yeah. And it would be hard to buy anything to make a bomb without somebody knowing where some of those ingredients were purchased
0: that's exactly correct not only is there more surveillance but institutions including universities are much more aware and sensitive to suspicious packages um you know so we have that going for us and of course as you know getting on an airplane now is extremely uh more complicated than it ever was even after kaczynski it was really nine eleven that that made that sea change um so yeah i mean you know it the other is it's hard to imagine somebody like him resisting the temptation to use social media, which, again, you know, has gives gives, given us a lot of information. Recent lone wolves generally, first of all, they've been, attacked, they've been attached to a far-right ideology, the most common ones, and they frequently don't mind dying in the attack. I mean, this is now the seventh anniversary of the uh, Pulse nightclub shooting. Um, he was taken out. Uh, and so on. And, and so so you know, the, the Buffalo shooter was arrested. Pat, Patrick Crucius, you know, Paso was arrested and so on. But every once in a while, you still get somebody like Ted Kaczynski coming along. The shooter in Las Vegas, to this day, we don't have any idea what his agenda was.
1: That's right. and And often now we see that these shooters do leave manifestos, but they're rarely yep. given up. To the public, or rarely divulged any of the details. I know there's been a lot of talk about the Nashville shooter and why that manifesto hasn't been published.
0: Well, there's no reason to, because the main reason, Janet Reno was, was in fact, uh, the Attorney General at the time, and they decided, I think, that as a law enforcement technique, it was a pretty good move, because it might get someone to recognize him, and that's what it is. Well, there's no point in publishing a manifesto of somebody you've already captured who was killed in the case of a Nashville shooter. The whole purpose of publishing his manifesto was to smoke him out. Um, and I, you know, I thought, obviously, they work on violent extremism. So, you, you know, you really, for example, when someone like Brent Tarrant, who was in the New Zealand mosque shooter, you know, published his manifesto, he could do it on his own, but as soon as he, he was apprehended, it disappeared. They take, they take these things down very, very rapidly now, because they don't want to give these individuals the airtime. Um, Kaczynski, you know, at his time, it was still broadcast journalism was largely, you know, network TV. And, um, you know, uh, the newspapers were the main reason, main means of getting a message out. So, you know, today that all seems rather quaint. Um, yes. But, you know, a lot has shifted and changed in, uh, in the last uh, 30 years. Thank
1: you so much for joining us. I hope we can have a conversation again.
0: Uh, Hopefully about something more cheerful, but (laughs) if I can be of help, don't hesitate to call me. Thank
1: you so much, (laughs) Professor Thomas Magaitis. He is a DuPaul University historian and terrorism expert. Coming up next, we'll talk to a cybersecurity expert, a threat analyst. Illinois was among many victims of a ransomware attack, a global ransomware attack. That happened on Friday. John Williams was like, well, what are you going to do about it? I don't know. I want to know more about it. Does it affect us? Will it affect us in the future? We'll ask those questions first. Mary's got to check on weather and traffic.